What is up, everybody? It is Wednesday, April 7th. It is season four of The Wire. We are going to talk a few things. It's going to be a shorter episode. As you see, we're missing some of our comrades, just me and Saheed today, but we'll have the UFC 264 headline to talk about. We got to talk about the Nets a little bit. We got to talk about something that happened with LeBron in Akron in his hometown of his alma mater. We're going to talk a little bit about the Olympics. And of course, we got to talk that NBA finals, that and so much more. The Wire season four starts right now. Are you ready? Yeah, let's get it. Just me and you. This doesn't happen very often where we break it down no, to two. No, no. <laughs> How's your no. summer been, it's, man? It's, it's been good. It's been good. It's been good. Had a wonderful 4th of July weekend. Yeah. Uh, lit off some fireworks. Almost blew my leg off. But, <laughs> you know. <laughs> That's not great, but at least right, it was right. almost. Hey, almost. That's why it was great. You know, well, we're glad to have you back, man, and I'm glad to be off a of summer vacation. I had a good summer, too, but I miss the wire, man, and I'm excited to be back. So let's dive right into it. We're going to talk NBA finals. Don't worry. We're going to do that in the second half. But first, I've got some things I think we should talk about. Sahi, I know you're a big UFC fan, and coming up, we've got a pretty big match, a pretty huge matchup, if, if I do say so myself. UFC 264 is around the corner. Um, and it's going to be the third installment of McGregor versus Poirier. Connor won their first match back at UFC 178. Uh, that was in the featherweight division. He won it with a TKO in less than two minutes. Quick, part for the yeah, course quick. back back then. Um, and then the rematch didn't come for six and a half years at UFC 257. Poirier. Sh- Stunned the whole world with a second round TKO over Conor McGregor. Made made huge headlines. So um, I've got a couple of questions going into this fight. First off, before we get into the picks, let's talk about Conor McGregor. He's made a ton of money. The man's got to be getting close to Mayweather. Probably not all the way there, but he's made a ton of money off of his fights. And quite frankly, would never have to work another day in his life. Let's be honest. He doesn't have to to do another fight. What at age 32 is, is this match all about for Connor? Uh, this is the, the redemption, you know, he, he was at the top. He, he fell all the way to the bottom, losing his last few fights. He lost to Khabib, um, beat Donald Cerrone, but, uh, lost that uh that second rematch to uh Dustin Poirier and he's kind of just ever since Floyd you know took him down he's kind of just been he lost that mystique that magic that he had um so this this fight right here is just to propel him back up into that superstar status um and reclaim that championship that he lost you know it's uh it's a wide open division right now. And uh, who better to come and claim it than Conor McGregor? So 
that's what it's about for me it's about redemption you know it's about setting the record straight and letting people remember what you know what i'm saying once once again you know he's still young he can do it it's not like he's 36 you know 32 he, he should be in his prime as long as he can you know what i'm saying stay wow. stay rested you know randy focus randy was what 43 when he beat tim sylvia for the belt i mean we've seen we've seen some guys go longer so uh connor probably still right. has it in the in the tank um do you think it'll be him that that pulls off the trilogy or do you think dustin poirier is going to come that's in t- yeah that's tough that's a tough one right there because dustin poirier he's got all the confidence in the world right now he, he did exactly what he needed to do in that first fight he took him down beat him up he was he looked good on his feet as well um conor mcgregor is going to have to be something we haven't seen before you know what i'm saying out of him although we've seen him be great uh throughout his career but um dustin poirier is no slouch so it's going to be tough it's like a pickup to me it's uh whoever's whoever's knighted that night you know what i'm saying whoever is feeling it is going to get the win it's so close it's such an interesting match that's why i'm going to be watching because it's uh, you never know who's going to pull it out yeah, it could be either one of them. Um, do yeah. you think that Connor will pull back some of the showboating and some of the for the money? Because it's, I mean, he, not to say that he's always done it just for the money. He's an incredible fighter, but a lot of times he he knows he's going to win and he he does beef it up for the money. At least from my standpoint, do you think there'll be less of that this time during the fight? Yes, because he has to win this fight. Uh, this is like really a must win for both guys really but um if dustin poirier loses it'll it won't sting as hard as if connor loses so i think uh connor has more to lose so i don't think he's going to be in their showboat if he goes the only way he does it is if he just goes out there you know what i'm saying lays them flat in under two minutes again or makes it look easy um if he could catch a rhythm then you might see him showboat a little bit moving it around doing a little talks but if it's a close one i don't think so and i don't think he's gonna be able to talk to start it off he can't he can't afford it absolutely all right man well let, let's let's move on let's move into the basketball we're gonna talk about the bucks in a little more detail because they've got a lot more exciting news than what i'm about to bring up but on their road to the dance they did something incredible they knocked out the new york nets right the uh injuries and mindsets aside let's talk about brooklyn we described them at one point i don't remember if it was me or marvin it was probably both of us as a circus <laughs> with everything that's been going on there um now with the 2021 season behind us my first question for you Sahi, is do you feel like kevin durant has built a good culture in brooklyn yes i believe so um it's it's kind of from the outside it might look dysfunctional because you got some weird characters in there (laughs) but i i think they fit well together um you don't really hear much in the medium about them talking about each other it's more of people talking about them so i think they have it it's just unfortunate what happened to them um kyrie goes down 
and James Harden is in 100%. And Kevin Durant's toe was just on the line by that much, you know, um, or 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 if, or it's a different story. So um, it's it's definitely been a weird year um, as far as the playoff goes because none of the the big stars are left in it. Um, um, I don't think a lot of people would predict the playoffs to turn out the way they did this year. Uh, mainly because of what some of the guys have been talking about, mainly LeBron and them about the injuries and stuff like that. So I think the culture in Brooklyn isn't the problem. I think they, I think they're pretty good. They're solid. <laughs> so l- let me ask you this: Do you think? Um, this will be a, a double-sided coin here. Do you think with the proper rest, because we're going to have a normal off-season now, with the exception of the Olympics, but that definitely doesn't uh, affect <laughs> LeBron. Um, anyway, uh, he's not he's not in this discussion. With, with a normal off-season and the appropriate amount of rest, do you think this is already a championship team or... What do the decision makers at the organization or the big three, whoever's in charge at this point, uh, need to do to better sculpt the team into a championship team? Hmm. Um, they just just need more time to jail. Um, injury prevent, prevention, for sure. Um, uh, rest is key. Um, and let's not forget, Kevin Durant, he... He didn't play all last year, right? Um, and he's coming off of an injury that some people will call a career ender. So, and to go from that and building a new team, um, getting James Harden uh, midway through a year that comes off of a year that really just ended, um, they're asking a lot. Um, of these guys to come out and do it in year one. You hardly ever see uh, a super team come out and do it in year one. If there was any team to do it, it would have been the Brooklyn Nets with those guys, just uh, just how, of how great they are. But even with LeBron, uh, D. Wade, and uh, Chris Bosh, they lost their, I think it was either their first one or their, their first two. Um championships down there um i know they went they were what two for four yeah i think it was it was yeah, definitely yeah, the yeah, first yeah, one yeah, yeah. i don't remember if it was the first two or not right 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 so they lost a couple and they had one of the, the first like media sensationalized super teams so it takes time and and, and i think they're going to get there they don't need to do much they just need to keep what they got going um steve nash will get those guys together for sure if he is truly in charge (laughs) right (laughs) all right so uh we're gonna skip one that i had on here let's talk a little bit of football and then i have some news about lebron before the break trevor lawrence uh we we know that he was number one pick he has been medically cleared through his physicals and every all the steps along the way and has finally signed his contract. It's a four-year contract with the five-year extension, obviously, to the Jacksonville Jaguars. Sahi, when I tell you this contract is worth $36.8 million 
and includes a $24.1 million sign-on bonus. I'm not joking. So uh, I only brought this up to get your thoughts on the size of the contract. Is it too much? Is it too little? Did they pay him just right? Is he worth the money? Is it a waste of money? I'm dying to know. Um, I think he's, I think he deserves it. I'm going to say he deserves it. Um, he's been working hard his whole life to get to where he's at. He's put in the work. And obviously what uh, Coach Meyer and those guys see in camp um, early on, and they're like, hey, this is our guy. We want to pay him. Give him what he's give him what he's worth. Start his career on the right way. Um, maybe it motivates him to be better each and every day. Um, so, so we'll see if he's he has to. I, I think it adds just a little bit more pressure to him um, as far as have, having to start fast and well right out of the gate. Because who knows? Who knows what's going to happen? He could come in and be great. Um, or he could come in and struggle, which likely will happen. Um, so we'll, we'll see. The time will tell on was it worth it to pay him that much. Um, but I, I think he deserves it. He hasn't done anything wrong so far, but time will tell. Sahi, you were, uh, in my opinion, a comp- you know, I don't know where you rate yourself. I thought you were an accomplished collegiate athlete uh, for football specifically. Um, if if you post college, just fresh out of college, were offered twenty four point one million upfront, and then another thirty, almost thirty seven million over the next four years, uh, where, where would your mind be at? Oh man, I would even know. I would be in a whirlwind of like, what is going on? Um, let's go. Uh, <laughs> let's uh, let's go ball out. You know what I'm saying? That's what I'd be thinking at that time. <laughs> yeah, I mean, twenty. He's expected to hit the first club. twenty-five uh, or the first twenty-four point one this weekend. So you know, crazy. All right. So one last story before we head to the break, and then when we come back, we're going to talk finals because that is the uh, tail of the tape. Um, LeBron James made headlines, even though he's not in the the playoffs he's not in the finals uh it was actually in ohio where we're both from in akron um his son was playing in a prep game for what's called the battle summer showcase it's a basketball tournament that's held in akron ohio and this particular prep game was held at saint vincent saint mary's which is lebron's alma mater um for high school his son Bronny, got called on a foul and the announcer, uh, the way they do it is their announcers are on the whole PA and, you know, they're they're calling the play-by-play for those that, are, that can't see it. The announcer says uh, that the foul was called because LeBron James is in the house. I think uh, I've heard it. I've, I've heard it. I've watched the video. In my opinion, I think he was trying to side with LeBron and Bronny, but it wasn't received that well. Uh, LeBron started lashing out immediately from his seat uh, and within a few minutes made his way onto the court, uh, separated by an officer. Luckily, that didn't go much further than that, but he he, he lashed out. You know, um, he was basically, from what I could tell, trying to keep his name out of it. This has nothing to do with me type of deal. So uh, my first question for Isahi is, was LeBron in the wrong for addressing this situation during the game? 
uh, was he there in the game? He could have let it go. You know, he could have let it go. That's that's a one choice. But to say is he wrong for addressing it? Um, I no, I don't think he's wrong. Um, because it's kind of a ridiculous thing to do in the first place as right. a PA announcer. Oh, LeBron's in the house. That's why he's getting the calls. <laughs> like, I didn't, I didn't see it, but like, to even the thing to say that is, I mean, I would, you would think everybody's thinking that, but to say that over the PA is just like, bro, what are you doing? Uh, <laughs> that's, that has nothing to do with anything. You know what I'm saying? Um, so no, I don't think he was wrong. Um, is he right? Who, who that's up to, to the individual to decide. But, um, I probably would have let me personally, I probably would have just laughed it off, but I'm not LeBron. So, and right. you know, so he just can't let people go around playing with his name. So I feel you LeBron. Yeah, and I mean, the pressure it puts on his son. His son clearly yeah. called out the foul. I, I did watch the play before. I mean, he, he drew it out. He, he deserved to be called. Um, I, the announcer was just trying to win favor. I'm not really sure, um, but it was a little, <laughs> a little shocking to see LeBron make his way onto the court. And uh, I was watching it from the perspective of another group that was covering the so sportscasters so they're obviously not playing for the whole they're on the radio they're not playing for the whole stadium and the one guy just goes oh lebron's so competitive man this is just his competitive nature (laughs) (laughs) um so uh, with that being said sahi i do have another question about it what kind of pressure would you say Bronny is under given his father's legacy and his presence at these games i mean when he was making those shots on YouTube at 14, everyone's like, oh, shoot, here we go. Another one in the works. But let's be real. Bronny's 17 right now. It won't be long before we find out what kind of basketball player he's is or going to be or can be. Uh, what kind of pressure do you think is living there? Oh, it's got to be tremendous pressure. Uh, kids as superstars never really uh... – pan out to be great you know what i'm saying just because of people's expectations on them their whole lives um and that's got to get into got to get into your head like you're always trying to please people so it's like you don't want to make a mistake and you know what i'm saying and that can get into your head so it's got to be a ton of pressure um for them so like you said, I just hope I just hope uh, he, he can have a, a successful career. Um, it's going to be tough for him. He's going to have to be he's going to have to be LeBron Junior 2.0. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I would say it so, doesn't help that he's literally named LeBron James. <laughs> right, right, right. People have been following his basketball career ever since he came out the womb. So, <laughs> so it's it's gonna be tough for him. Um, it's I don't know. I, I wish um, LeBron would push him to another path other than basketball. But if he wants to play basketball, he wants to play basketball. You know. So um, now, that brings up a thought for me. Do you think that his presence at the games? Uh, should be pulled back. I mean, because I don't, I don't know if you've ever seen any of the footage, but he, he'll he'll go out there during the warm up. He'll shoot with them. He'll show them form. He'll go out there at, at halftime and go over what's going on. Do you think he should pull back from that? 
No, because that builds the brand of Bronny if he wants to be a basketball player. If you're LeBron and you're the number one basketball player, you want to be anywhere, you know what I'm saying, helping bring light to your son and what he's doing. Um, so, no, he, he needs to be there. That's what that he's doing that for the brand, for sure. And and, and added, you know, he, he seems to care about the team. He, he does it for the rest of the team, too. Um, and I agree with I tend to agree with you always, Sahi. That's why I'm the the moderator and I don't have to have the yeah. arguments. Uh, all right, folks, you're watching The Wire. When we come back, we're going to cover the NBA playoffs and all the craziness that's going on. Well, not the playoffs, the finals. The playoffs are over. We missed them. It was summer break. We're going to talk the finals here on The Wire. Don't go anywhere. I wish I was LeBron's son. <laughs> it's right. nothing else for the money, but possibly some basketball talent because we know I don't have right. <laughs> Welcome back to The Wire. We have a very special guest joining us, our friend Trey. We haven't seen you in forever, man. And what a way to, to see you again here on The Wire. What's up, man? Hey, good. How you guys doing? Doing good. Doing good. 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 Uh, well, you joined just in time. I see you got a Lakers hat on. That's unfortunate because we're going to talk oh, about yeah, the finals. The <laughs> <laughs> you know what's up? <laughs> I've been converted, you know what I mean? Yeah, you know what's up. <laughs> <laughs> well, sadly, we won't be uh, talking much about the Lakers in this segment. Um, <laughs> yeah, they, until next year. Until until next year, at least. Okay. Yep. All right. Oh. All right. So uh, the Phoenix Suns will play the Milwaukee Bucks in the 2021 NBA Finals. Um, just to get started, what are you guys' overall thoughts on the way the NBA playoffs have played out so far up leading up to the finals? Sahi, we'll start with you. Um, like I was saying earlier with the injuries and everything, it's been tough um, watching these teams go down with injuries um, and predictions that I had just go to the wayside. <laughs> um, so, it, but at the same time, it's been nice seeing the young young stars of the NBA get their shine. But the young stars have been stepping up and it's been nice to see. Um, so, like Chris Paul. So, Chris Paul making it to the finals. is I've, I've been elated to see him, you know what I'm saying, get to the finals. So, it's, it's, it's good in a way to see something new and something fresh. And like, it's like a nice restart to the league after COVID, but at the same time, you, you wanted to see your favorite players make deep runs, you know? You wanted to see KD and LeBron face off, or at least see them against uh, the Lakers and the Clippers. But we got to see something new, so it's been all right. Yeah, Trey, what have you thought about the playoffs thus far? I think, I'll just pick it back off what Saeed said, I think the fresh faces and the new talent is refreshing. I don't think it, I don't think we're gonna have, you know, the same team in the playoffs every year. I think the next five years is gonna be somebody different, uh, especially with the transition with uh, LeBron and Chris Paul and all the other players that we grow up watching. All they're getting old, and we got all these new fresh faces. Devin Booker is a bucket. You know what I mean? Like 
who DeAndre Ayton is man child. Like these are like exciting things to see in the playoffs. You know what I mean? It's not just LeBron. It's not just KD. Like everyone got KD, and y'all even gonna do it. And what happened? You know, injuries came down. We've had the best viewership for the playoffs in the past ten years. Like it is I think exciting. It's exciting. Oh, absolutely. I agree. Um, are you guys surprised to see these two teams in particular, uh, given the presence of like the big three or with the Lakers, um, you know, still having what, what should have been a championship team? Are you surprised that it's come down to Phoenix and Milwaukee? I am. I mean, to be honest, I thought it was going to be Los Angeles versus Brooklyn. Yep. I mean, but like you, like you were talking about the, I mean, who, all these injuries, like Jamal Murray goes down with a knee, you know what I'm saying? Kawhi goes down. Kawhi goes uh, down. KD, and KD, KD gets hurt, Kyrie get hurt, and like, it's just been crazy. Like, it's yeah. a crunch scene. KD got hurt. Yep. Yeah. Uh, Sahi, what is your biggest takeaway? We're going to shift gears a little bit. What's your biggest takeaway from Milwaukee beating the Hawks without Giannis? Um, they're a solid team. Uh, they've been playing together for a while. They haven't got a lot of uh, free agents coming in and out. They're not shipping their whole team away, so... When one guy goes down, they have a type of team that the next guy can step up or they can share the load a little bit more. Because Giannis, although he's a dominant player, um, he's not a team dominant player. Um, he's not like a LeBron, you know what I'm saying, or Kobe, that they need to be the team or else nothing else is going to work. So. Um, they're a great team. There's, there's some, them and Phoenix, they're the examples of like, like solid teamwork. You know what I'm saying? When, when each guy leans on the next guy, because Phoenix, they, nobody saw them making it to the finals either. Um, yeah, they had an impressive run at the end of, uh, the, the regular season last year in the bubble, but they went eight no in the bubble. They didn't lose a game. Um, so they showed a little spark, but, um, yeah, um, (laughs) no, it's nobody expected it. So like that solid teamwork is just great. Like coming to a head this year. It's like, this is what the NBA should be going forward. Absolutely. Did you have a cap on that? I, I was just saying, but this is what we were kind of expecting from Chris Paul, right? Like, eventually he was going to make it over the hump. I mean, whatever team that he joined, they're instantly playoff contenders. You know what I mean? Like, so just to have him finally get there and just to see, and then to bring Devin Booker, I mean, it's been widely talked about how Devin Booker was, Devin Booker was really close to Kobe. So we're starting to see that because even when Chris Paul went down, Book went out there and was facilitating and scoring when everyone thought he was just a scorer. That is the perfect feed to my next question, Trey, because what I had lined up for you is who deserves more credit for the Phoenix Suns' success? Is it Chris Paul or is it Devin Booker? I I, I say it's Monty Williams. (laughs) I say it's Monty Williams. 
Sir. He's the one that uh, set up. I mean, he's the one that set Chris Paul coming in definitely had an effect. He rubbed off on him. But I think the way Monty Williams integrated Chris Paul and had them, had Chris Paul have the rest of the team buy into his system, I think that was really key, especially with their history. Okay. This one, this, this one goes to both you guys. It's a two-parter. What does Phoenix need to do to take it home? And what does Milwaukee need to do to take it home? And whoever wants it can take it first. I, I feel like uh, Phoenix just needs to keep doing what they're doing, keep hitting shots. Um, and Milwaukee, they need Giannis Antetokounmpo to come back for them to have a chance. Um, and he needs to play at a high level. Um, I, I, I don't I, I don't think uh, the Bucks have a, a lot of hope coming up. Um, I just think <laughs> Phoenix Suns just need to keep hitting shots. I, I know that's a lot to ask, but if they could do that, they'll be all right. What about you, Trey? What do you think? I think, okay, so I think the Suns are going to win, but I feel like the, the conversation is just like a foregone conclusion. It depends on what what Bucks team shows up. So is Chris Middleton going to be, what Chris Middleton are you going to get? You know what I mean? Is Drew Holiday still going to be that boy? You know what I mean? Like, is he still going to be the, the person he's been on defense, really? His offense has been great, but his defense has been, like, otherworldly. And then for the Suns, um, which, I mean, Chris Paul, he does other things, but it, when Devin Booker has a slow night, when he does six for 21, is Chris Paul going to be able to carry that load, especially with his wrist having some broken, uh, some torn ligaments in the shooting wrist, you know? So it's, all, it's, it's what the story has always been. It's who's going to be healthier than who? Who's going to be more consistent? Heck yeah. All right. Well, let, I mean, we heard your your pick, Trey. Sahi, let's get your pick real quick and then we'll, we'll sort of switch gears. We're staying with the finals, but we'll, we'll switch gears a little. Yeah. Um, Drew... Drew Holiday, I, I think I don't think he's he'll be consistent night in and night out. Even though he he can get you there every every once in a while. Chris Middleton, um, he's been balling out this playoffs. I used to slander Chris Middleton's name. <laughs> and, you know what I'm saying? But, but rightly so. But rightly so. Right. Yeah. So I I, I mean. He's been stepping up. He surprised me, especially in that Nets series. But I just don't think it's going to be enough to overcome because the Suns, they could come at you all kind of different ways. Um, they can they can shoot. Um, they can play defense. Um, and I just think it's a bad matchup for the Bucs. Uh, you know, the Suns are going to win this one probably in four. Suns in four. I, Ooh, I, Suns <laughs> I wanted to go seven though. I want to see a, a nice long series. I think it's gonna go six at least. I mm -hmm. think it'll, it'll probably go seven. I think it'll go seven. They match up really well because it's Drew Holiday on Chris Paul. It's Devin Booker and Chris Middleton. I mean, it's Clayton versus. I mean, DeAndre Ayton versus Brooke Lopez. And I, I mean, I don't know what Drew. I'm guessing Drake Crowder on Giannis, but. Giannis is a self check if he if he's shooting jump shots. You know what right. I mean? Right. It's gonna be it's gonna one be for the books. Yeah, um, it's gonna be, all right. yeah, I can't wait to see it tomorrow night. 
for uh, for you folks watching. That was yesterday night, and we're excited yeah, 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 <laughs> to get sure. back with you uh, <laughs> next Wednesday. We'll have a little more to talk about on the matter. Um, one more thing about the finals. We'll touch on the Olympics, and we're going to get out of here. Chris Paul is preparing for his first ever NBA finals in a 16-year career with the NBA. Does My question is this. Does Chris Paul need a win in this finals to cement his legacy? I, I don't even know what that question means. When people say legacy, I don't know what that means, <laughs> per se. Like, all right, so Chris Paul is, what, what they been calling him, the point god? Chris Paul is the prototypical point guard. He's not he's not shooting the ball more than 15 times a game in general. I mean, he, he's been exploding a little bit here lately. And he's going to control the pace of the game. He's going to make the best decision, and he's not going to get any turnovers. I heard a stat the other day. I think he's like five to one turnover to assist. I mean, assist to turnover ratio. That's insane. I don't think, I think his legacy is cemented. He's one of the greatest point guards. He's in my top five point guards all time. I mean, and that was going to be, that was going to be my answer to that was I think legacy cemented really just means when we talk all time, great basketball players are going to talk about Chris Paul if he doesn't win this week. What do you think, Sahi? Yeah. Um, I feel like the NBA destroyed his legacy years ago when they wouldn't allow him to go to L.A. and play with Kobe. Um, hey, that boy's they, spitting over there, man. Right. <laughs> they, they, they would have they been a dangerous combo for the league. Um, but does he need this finals win to cement his legacy? No. Uh, we all know that CP3 is one of the best point guards to ever hit the floor. So um, it wasn't his fault. His career turned out the way it was. Um, I'm just happy to see him get his shine now. Um, And the world can see it on the grand stage of his greatness. Um, And the championship is only the the cherry on on, on 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 top of the pie sort of thing. It's the icing on the cake for him. Well, we have two votes for the Suns, uh, and we are missing some guys, so we'll get their votes. I don't know if it'll be too late at that point, but folks, you can vote right here in the comments below on YouTube and Facebook and check out h2gpodcast.com, the comment section. Let us know there who you think is going to take the finals. For the wild card this week, since basketball is the the tail of tape and we'll be without it soon. um, Whoa, whoa, whoa. who do you have? Who do I have? I'm just yeah, the moderator. I think, uh, especially without Giannis, but probably even with Giannis, I, I think I'm with you guys. I think Phoenix has just got too much to offer. And I think that uh, that's what we're going to see. But I do hope it goes all seven because I'm ready to see a, a sweet finals. It's been a crazy season, so it should be a, a crazy end of the season and I'll be sad if it's lackluster. Yeah. <laughs> if they blow them out, I'm like, damn, man. All this for right. nothing. <laughs> so, uh, for my wild card, since we're talking basketball, we got the Olympics coming up. So, I pulled up the 2021 USA Olympic basketball team roster. I've got three questions for you guys. We got the five-minute take here as we're running out, out on time here. Uh, first off, I want you to say, uh, who do you feel is missing from the list? Who on the list do you feel like doesn't belong? And ultimately, do you think that we have a chance with this team to win gold again? So uh, let me go through the list here real quick. 
We got Bam Adebayo, Bradley Beal, Devin Booker, Kevin Durant, Jeremy Grant, Draymond Green, Drew Holloway, Holiday, sorry, Zach Levine, Damian Lillard, Kevin Love, and Chris Middleton, and Jason Tatum on the uh, 2021 roster. That's that's a dream team, in my opinion. But okay. I, I'm just curious. Do you guys feel like there's anybody missing? Do you feel like anybody doesn't belong? And do you think we can win? Did you say Kevin Love? Yep. Yes, Kevin. Love. <laughs> <laughs> Kevin Love for real. One of these what? things does not belong. <laughs> I don't even care if you went and got told ask Carmelo to give him another year. Like, right. You know, like, and there's a lot of slander on Kevin Love's name, but we we could have did better in, in the power forward position. <laughs> we could get better power forward position. I mean, what, what, I don't know. Like, I don't. I don't know who turned the position out. Like, we didn't get AD. We didn't get like. There's a plethora of power forwards out there. <laughs> well, AD is uh, not as great as right at the moment. That's true. Yeah. I would say um, the the list is cool. Um, I think Drew right. Holiday is going to take over the traditional point guard spot. And facilitate everything, but we have a lot of buckets on that squad. It seems like just flat out ballers. So, and they're all interchangeable. They can all defend and guard and shoot and run the score. So, overall, I think that uh, the list is cool. I think they brought Kevin Love in for a veteran experience for whatever reason. Motivational speeches in the locker room. But I guess like he's just coming along for the ride. <laughs> what do you think, Sahi? Anybody don't belong? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, yeah, I, I completely agree. Um, Kevin Love, you probably could have done better right there. <laughs> but, I mean, you got a solid team so far. I, I don't think Kevin Love's going to get off the bench too much. <laughs> um, so, uh, like Trey said, like he's just there for his leader, leadership, veteran presence. Um he knows what to expect. There's a lot of young guys on that list. Um, he's going to be able to calm guys down in a high-pressure situation. If that ever comes about, you just want to be prepared. So let's throw a guy on there that can help, you know what I'm saying, uh, relate with these guys because he's been on rousters as of recently. Um, he connects with the young guys at least somewhat. I don't know who's coaching the team, who's coaching the team. I think it's uh, head coach Greg Popovich. He's of the Spurs. Oh yeah, Greg so Popovich. Yeah, so, Steve Kerr. Yeah, if so we bring home anything less than the goal. Yeah, I don't watch much world basketball, but I thought it looked like a dream team minus Kevin Love. <laughs> you know uh, who they're missing? They're missing Kawhi. That's who man. needs to be on there. Kawhi. Did, uh, y'all seen that pandemic uh, beat? Luca to Slovenia. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah That's yeah. crazy. Yeah. We'll see. We'll see how that goes. They they have not made many Olympics. They don't have very many people. 
million people in the entire country. <laughs> we're somewhere in the ballpark. I don't know, but I know we're somewhere in the ballpark of like 138 million people here. Yeah, that's good. Document it. Document it. <laughs> that's crazy. Yeah, document it. We don't know how many total. Well, uh, Trey, thank you for joining us. I, I'm excited. We're going to have Trey back next week. Um, yes, and hopefully sir. some more of the Wirecast members. Sahi, it's always a pleasure, my friend. Season four is here, folks. Yes, you can check out season three, two, and one, and all the H2G content at h2gpodcast.com. You can find us on YouTube, Spotify, and we're all odd co- yeah. all podcasts are found audio-wise. Make sure you check out our Facebook page. Follow that for upcoming events. And if you want to get on the show or if you want to talk sports, uh, let us know right there in the comments on Facebook. For right now, that's all I got. We'll see you next Wednesday at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. You guys have a good week. I think it's ridiculous that we never see LeBron. We don't. (laughs) What do you mean? Was he in the was he on the team last time? The Olympic team? Yeah, he's been he's got like two. I think he's got two gold medals. I thought he didn't do it last time.